0: Turkey Call All Access, the official podcast of the National Wild Turkey Federation, brought to you by Nomad. Turkey Call All Access is a digital campfire where we discuss topics of the day, conservation efforts, tips and techniques to better your experience in field, and our members' stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Turkey Call All Access Podcast. We're back this week with Paul, and he's talking with John Nasson, business director with Nosler, Matty Woodward, marketing director with Nosler, and Chase Davidson, NWTF's Southeast regional director. We'll jump right in and catch up with them in 90 seconds.
1: Hey, guys, this is Aaron with The Hunting Public. Each spring, we head to the woods chasing turkeys, and one overlooked product that we use religiously is Sawyer Permethrin. We've used it for years to keep ticks off of us, and it's worked extremely well. We don't like messing around with Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anything like that. So I would highly recommend, if you're a spring turkey hunter, spending any time in warmer climates in the outdoors to use Sawyer permethrin. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical, lightweight water filters at sawyer.com.
0: Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with
2: you. Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops in Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com slash conservation.
3: So, Maddie and John, talk to me about um, the the Nasr Ultimate Gear Package and, and the Hunt and Raffle that supports the NWTF. How, do, how did that come about?
4: Well, one of our main marketing initiatives for the next five years is to tap into the whitetail market. There's over seven million whitetail deer killed every single year, and that's a market that we don't feel like we've really hit on. You know, we're no, we're known in the in the Northwest for Northwest big game and you really feel like we're missing out on that whitetail market. So rather than going like finding a whitetail influencer, or going that route, we thought to use our relationships with the NWTF to kind of facilitate us jumping into that market.
3: Very good. So when, when, who, who came up? With, I mean, there's a ton of really good stuff in there. Chase, was that was that you're doing all of the, the I, wish, that I are...
5: wish I could credit for it. No, that was completely, completely John and Maddie. I, okay. uh, well, yeah, being really a little modest. <laughs>
6: the idea came up at a conference table when Chase was actually here. Um, Chase took the initiative to stop being a hunter for a day and actually come to Nosler and present. Cool. essentially NWTFs a little bit of their business plan of them wanting to get into our market as well. And the collaboration yeah. just kind of spawned itself from there. And Maddie and I, because of our jobs with brand marketing and business development, our jobs is we, it's really to create relationships in places that are unusual. You know, it's really easy to go to Rocky Mountain Elk foundation and say, um, we want to do a collaborative with you guys. Here's our 180 grain Acubon that's been used a lot on big game, but to get into the Turkey market, to get into the archery market, to get into these places where we know um, there are lots of hunters that own rifles that buy bullets, the sky's the limit for Maddie and I. So when Chase started talking about it, it was really easy. And then with our relationships in the archery world and the shotgun world and the camouflage world, it just, I mean, those guys want to get in the whitetail market too. They want the Turkey. They want that Southeast market really bad. You guys are, sought after around the whole rest of the United States. Yeah.
4: Sorry, go ahead. ahead. That gear package is really just a compilation of relationships and friendships we've built over the last year and a half. And it, it was like actually pretty simple for us to get together that huge gear package, which is incredible. And Chase played a big role in that too, with getting those hunts on board and some of the, you know the more whitetail focused companies that we don't have relationships yet but a lot of those were just friends at other companies that we you know are willing to jump in and willing to really kind of do anything for us
3: yeah yeah for sure you know it's 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 funny i I've, I've been to i went to montana last year I, I did some work with mountain tough and i was asking some of the folks that live there in bozeman about turkey hunting and they're like man, eh, it's not really my thing and like and they were telling me how easy it is for people to get permission to turkey hunt Bozeman because they're just like, I don't care about turkeys. If it doesn't have, you know, giant elk antlers or mule deer, we don't we don't care about it. So, you know, it's funny how it's like you go west in Mississippi and people are like, "Eh, it's a bird. I don't care. It's not a pheasant or an elk, we don't care about it. So Paul, I think
5: I think the first thing they asked me when I I made it out there was you drove how far for a turkey? Yeah. I think it ended up being about forty two hours that we drove. Yeah.
4: Well, and not to mention how far you hiked for, for one that turkey.
5: turkey on day one.
4: Yeah, that's unheard of here for turkeys. Like, I'll hike all day for elk or deer or bear, or really anything besides turkey. Yeah.
6: <laughs> right. And I think it was eleven miles, wasn't it, Chase? Yeah. It
5: was close. I think we did it. It was over over a hundred for the whole trip.
6: Yeah, but over eleven miles at six thousand feet with snow patches everywhere and turkey very <laughs> wow. slim picking because of the weather and the exceptional winner we had was uh i knew that we were dealing with an actual hunter so yeah, yeah. it was easy totally to, worth it easy to do a collaboration with somebody we know can hunt yeah okay chase
3: way to way to make us all look good man
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: there you go so, so talk, talk about some of the conservation efforts that, that nods has supported in in the past i know just looking at your website and and i mean that's definitely something that's near and dear to to the heart of the company right
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mule Deer Foundation and Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation are ones that we've supported for a long time, uh, mainly because they, you know, we see the impacts right in our own area with elk and deer and uh, the Mule Deer Foundation helps blacktail habitat as well. But as far uh, as far as that goes, that's pretty much it as far as.
6: Well, we're starting to branch out as well. Maddie just got back from Maui, not Um. surfing, but she was there. um, She was there with a part of a conservation group called Maui Nui Venison, Mm -hmm. who is trying to take care of a problem of access deer on the islands that is becoming rampant. I mean, you think of you think of deer being a problem and on the islands, it is a problem because there is no predator and. Um, with no natural predator, you can only imagine what whitetail would do. And they're very similar. They're very fast skittish. They jump the string a lot. They're hard to hunt. And then you've got them breeding. I, I'm not a hundred percent certain on this, but I've heard this now twice that they are off of their normal mating schedule and they rut year round because there's no predators. The weather's perfect. There's plenty of water and there's plenty of food. So they just, Go so the the islands are trying to figure out a way to do it, and this organization, Maui Nui, has figured out how to harvest the deer and put the meat into general consumption by the American public by using the USDA, mm-hmm. who's on site. Um, so we wanted to jump in with those guys and Jake, who runs it is a special human being, he's a good guy. so stuff like that, little projects that start off as ideas that we're asked to join sometimes turn out to be giant collaborations and creative things that, and that's what we're hoping for with you guys is to build a relationship, not just on one giveaway, but for long-term um, yeah. value for all of us.
4: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think the main thing with like, obviously hunters supporting hunters and we're kind of all in it for the the main goal. We, we care about all animals and all conservation. So turkey is definitely one we care about, but when it comes to our specific products, isn't one that I would say, you know, we don't make shotgun shells like that doesn't directly correlate, but when it comes to what you guys are doing for the turkey populations and how that's helping whitetail habitat and whitetail populations, that's really, I think, where it it links together.
3: Yeah, and and chase you we we hear it all the time you know, the 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 biologists and the conservation staff that we have they talk about the turkey being a keystone species where that work that we do on the back of the wild turkey benefits trout, smallmouth, you know, fisheries, waterways Elk, bear, mule deer, you know, so it's, it, it is, it is, it's, it's, you know, conservation isn't a competition, right? I mean, we're all, you know, we want to see healthy waterways, healthy habitats, healthy harvests, and all those things. And, and it's, um, it's a partnership, like you said, between all of us. So one of the, you know, one of the, the planks of our mission chase is the preservation of our hunting heritage. And, and on your website, I saw, I saw this project 48. I thought this was really neat. Um, talk, talk about that. Tell people what that is
6: it's kind of in its infancy. We really are starting to develop it. We project 48 was actually started and then COVID hit. So it really had a, it had a really quick buildup. And then, you know, we had to focus on mass and especially in Oregon and uh, just manufacturing bullets as fast as we could because the market ramped up at the same time. Um, Project 48 for Maddie and I is really going to be more about, education in the hunt space and the shoot space and the conservation space so we're going to start to bring in essentially a group of um, influencers athletes that are going to be focused on conservation through sportsmen so whether it's coleon and all the stuff he does with shooting sports and he does hunt i think he's gonna hunt with maddie and i which will can't release yet but i think next year we're gonna do something awesome with coleon that does involve shotgun shells which would be killer um but stuff like that so we're actively looking for and we're looking into other people to put on that staff it's going to be against the grain for your normal influencer you know you have influencers and you have people that are getting paid and a lot of times for us they're great but there's no educational value to it. It's just uh you hold our brand up, we pay you money, you go on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is, and the circle goes around. And we really wanted to expand that to something
3: more valuable to the public. Yeah. That's that's neat. That's interesting. It'd be I would be interesting to see. Um, was it a bow hunt for turkeys with Coley on? Is that what you're planning?
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> that would be awesome. We did try to, we did a April Fool's project last year. We tried really hard to get a um a jet black. Bow into his hands because he, you know, he only wears black shirts. He only shoots black guns. So we tried really hard. We just couldn't pull it off in the short time Maddie and I had to do it. But
3: mm, yeah, that'd be funny.
6: <laughs> See Paul, his face. Side note, what were you doing in Montana? What is, uh, what's the turkey? Were you hunting up there?
3: No, I, uh, so Mountain Tough started a, uh, kind of like it like an outreach program to get hunters turkey hunters specifically in shape uh, and and just kind of change their lifestyle and diet and exercise and, and care about your health um, you know one geared towards turkey season I mean because chase like you said you're walking eleven miles in the in the woods and over the last couple of years, I've lost a ton of weight just through you know diet and exercise and 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 they reached out through someone else so I went out there uh, and they worked me out. <laughs> like a freaking maniac for 45 minutes. I threw up in their parking lot and and we took a bunch of videos and and, and did a podcast talking about, you know, cause, cause Turkey hunting, that was the, you know, what kickstarted my, you know, my weight loss and, and, and working out was I sucked at Turkey hunting in 2021. I was so, I was 325 pounds and I couldn't move through the woods and I was just so angry after my first time i'm like man there's a better way doing it i'm gonna figure it out and it's been a process yeah that's what that's what i was there you know i was there for um, about a day and a half and it, it snowed the entire time. It was cloudy. I couldn't see anything. And I'm, so I'm convinced that there are no mountains in Montana because I couldn't uh, see more than like 50 feet. Oh, the and
6: entire that time mountain there. right there. You can see seven, not, I think so six mountain ranges right there. Yeah. you are talking Dustin, about the bridge so.
3: gap and all that. Yeah, yep. uh, yeah. those Great, great, great group. Great people. Dustin's the one that broke me, uh, and made me throw up in the parking lot. So he was Dustin, on my listening, team. Thank you.
6: He was on my team at winter strong last year for He's uh he he did the entire challenge. Did we run three miles? We ran a long way. These did a long a bunch of crazy yeah. stuff, and he did it with a I think a forty pound weight vest on the whole time. And That's I didn't wild. realize it until he was doing all the pull ups. I'm like, doing <laughs> all the pull ups with a weight yeah. vest on.
3: It was he's a, it was he's yeah an it was he is man. They all are in Weston, Coach Sarah and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. I, you know I got in an airplane at like four in the morning, and then all that travel and you know, it was delayed because of the snowstorm and i was in bozeman i was in their facility for about five minutes they're like all right you're late we got stuff to do And i'm just like i don't that's it like you're just gonna throw me <laughs> i just got off of an airplane so let's at least yeah, yeah warm up to each other yeah, yeah exactly i got through it. i, I came back in and and, and finished the workout and we got all the all the stuff we needed but man it was it was tough i'm not gonna lie it was tough yeah you're looking good see.
6: Thank that you, is man. impressive. That yeah. that kind of that kind of weight loss is not only impressive, but the work that goes into it is, it's uh, it's pretty neat. Yeah, so it, we it's, were just talking about that
3: yesterday. It's awesome. It's tough, man. I I took like the, um, you know, I, I made a couple mistakes and you know just just crash diets and all that stuff and and so it's been it's just been um you know the small life changes step by step you know and I'm down to like 260 from 325, That's which awesome. I'll take it. Yeah. So, yeah, if I'm not hunt turkeys in montana chase let's go next year
5: maybe it's something i need to look into i know during turkey season i lose a significant amount of weight but then deer season comes and i'm eating little debbies in the tree stand and (laughs) it seems to go back up pretty quick
3: yeah so that's and you know that's how i feel like that's that's how a lot of a lot of hunters are you know especially in those you know i i during this i saw like a a study about how many hunters die every year dragging deer out of the woods i mean it was was astounding it was absolutely astounding it amazing how many and you know you're like you said you're just sitting on the couch and, and one day you're like oh, i'm gonna go turkey hunt or, or deer hunt and you're <laughs> and it's tough man so it's uh it's something i think people need to take more serious so
6: Definitely. i think you need to come out here home maddie and i I mean, we already to told Chase does, but we need to get you out of here for a mule deer or an elk. Or I think twenty twenty four would probably make that happen.
3: Yeah, yeah, I would, I would love, I would love
6: that. So film a podcast around an actual elk camp campfire. It would be. Oh man,
3: I everyone tells me that elk hunting is like turkey hunting. They're just bigger and <laughs> and and I love it. Turkey hunting, that's my thing. Um, I do want to elk hunt. That's for sure.
4: Yeah, if you like talking to animals like that, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I
6: yeah. wish they weighed as much of a turkey, though, once you kill them a lot, because sometimes it's
3: not I, that much. Fun I watch those. Out. I read those stories and I'm just like, oh my God, you had to walk back 15 miles three separate times because it's a carry and elk out. I'm like, that's amazing. That's, yeah, you got to be prepared for that. So I'd call a helicopter.
6: For
4: yeah, but then miles. you can, you have meat for the entire year. You know, you do. Like,
3: yeah.
6: Yeah. You that's a huge do.
4: reward.
3: It
6: is. I don't know if you have I, any meat left. And you did three 15 mile
3: walks.
4: Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of I
3: time did. for <laughs> to sit there. I did a controlled hunt. I, I killed some deer last year and um, I, I killed three deer on one hunt. And my daughters, this is earlier in the summer. They went down to the freezer where all the deer were to get popsicles out of the, out of the, upright freezer and they left the door open. So three days later I come downstairs. I'm like, Oh God, I was, I was, I was really mad. I <laughs> Chase. I think I told you that story last time I was furious on well, my dear mate. I did. I had four turkeys in there that were oh. waiting to go to the taxidermist. It was a, it was a mess. It, I was tough. so angry about that.
4: Bummer. Yeah.
3: All
6: for yes. popsicles. Can't be that
3: bad. At them, though. They never know. No. How old are your kids? seven four and a 20 year old okay. son yeah so i got a big gap there there you go well yeah, that's fun that's awesome yeah yeah they're fun are you um, gonna... go ahead no i said you go yeah go where are you hunting this year uh in the fall i'm doing uh michigan ohio i've, I've got a new york deer tag um and i'm fall hunting Turkeys, Pennsylvania, and up the UP of Michigan. So that's my that's, that's my fault. New York? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> man! I'll tell you, the, we'll, we'll we'll have to edit this out. But New York is that is like a turkey. That's phenomenal amen. turkey hunting, yes, really it, is. It, it, yeah, oh, it wow. is. It is crazy. People, I mean, because I don't think people realize they do the, the state, they do the conservation work. New York City does the conservation work, and no one hunts, and it is like. It is like a wild game haven. And the it's first time game. I hunted there, I'm like, I'm like staring around. I'm like, there's that many turkeys gobbling right now. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, Where am I?
4: <laughs> I think we just so. have a bad taste in our mouth because we can't we can't even ship ammo to New York. We have to ship wow. everything through an FFL. Yeah. So
5: it's just like, we're not, we just don't know. We're not allowed to have guns and banquets in new york and i believe it's new jersey yeah. now paul if i'm right new york new jersey yeah, you new cannot york, have physical guns yeah. inside the buildings just yeah. big fancy big posters pictures yep that's it cool mm-hmm. posters yeah
6: gosh that's yeah yeah we have some buddies that came here for cabela's experience last year from new jersey and it's a challenge like getting them anything it's a yeah it's a bummer
3: so like is 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 a company i mean the, the manufacturer's ammunition for firearms I and mean, that's got to be something that, that you guys pay a ton of attention to across the country the you know the, the rules and regulations and the you know like we talked about that's the preservation of our hunting heritage right like hunting heritage revolves around firearms uh in a lot of cases that's something you guys have to really like be dialed in on right
6: yeah and it's a little unfortunate because it's the market's being regulated because of violence but it's not the violence is not happening with turkey hunters and super high-end ammunition, responsible, you know I mean? gun, owners. responsible yeah. gun owners that are almost certainly sportsmen have nothing to do with that. And, you know, we pay the price. We all pay the price for that, but yeah, it's, we are very locked into all the rules and regulations because, you know, we could, you know, we lose a license and we lose the business. It's not like we lose a license and we go to court and have it turned over. You lose license in Oregon, especially a license like that. They're not going to be very, graceful and give it right back to you
3: so <laughs> I, 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 yeah. can, I can imagine now no sorry i read you guys, you guys have been around since what like the 40s wasn't it? Yeah. 1948
4: 75th 1948.
5: anniversary this year wow they you guys have such a cool story on the start of the company you need to hear it
3: paul yeah I, you tell that story i read it today online um i, th- I thought it was pretty neat i'm like just it, it's awesome a company built out of frustration which I thought was
6: built out of frustration by um, by a man who was not only a genius in his own right, but also willing to take some risk, willing to risk it all, essentially, just because he saw a better way. Um, John senior was moose hunting in Alaska and like even some bullets today, he was shooting. um, He shot this moose and I don't know, I think it's five times, but you can't quote me on it. He, He shot a moose a bunch and it just kept penciling through him and being an engineer by trade, he just, he knew that there was a better way. Um, and he went home, went to the drawing board. That was in 46 and 1948, the partition, which was, you know, in the bullet world, there hasn't been a whole lot of game changers. You have the ball round in a musket, and then you have a rifled bullet and that's almost it, right? You have a tip and you have some other stuff, but the partition was an absolute game changer in the industry in 1948. And that bullet was designed to mushroom and stop. So we went up there again, killed the moose with the first shot and knew right away after, you know, a couple of years of testing as well, but they knew that they were onto something right away. And that was the start of the company. Came back and um, bought some machines that World War II was just had just wrapped up a few years earlier. There was a lot of... Wholesale steel and ammunition and bullet making parts and pieces on the market. And he started with this little shop down in Southern Oregon and eventually moved it to Central Oregon. And now it is what it is today with hundreds of employees. And a lot of the exact same machines, at least the uh, skeletal structures of those World War II machines are all still there. They've just been wow. rebuilt yeah. all the way around from top to bottom. But you have seven, eight foot steel Goliath structures from the buildup of world war ii against germany and japan still producing ammunition today in little old bend Oregon. it's pretty awesome
4: well and the cool thing to me is that you know when a company starts out like that usually 75 years down the line either that first initial product is discontinued or like yeah you still have the story around it but maybe it's not relevant anymore they've been innovative and changed that product over the years well like We've been innovative with other bullets in our lines, but that partition is still so relevant today and still one of our top sellers. And that's what's so cool to me is like, oh. that's what our company was founded on. And that's still probably our one or two number selling bullet still.
6: Yeah, that's why of technology is crazy yeah. in that world. He was so far ahead of everything else that it still sells like crazy. It's pretty awesome. Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: Hey guys, this is Aaron with The Hunting Public. Each spring we head to the woods chasing turkeys, and one overlooked product that we use religiously is Sawyer Permethrin. We've used it for years to keep ticks off of us, and it's worked extremely well. We don't like messing around with Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anything like that. So I would highly recommend, if you're a spring turkey hunter, spending any time in warmer climates in the outdoors to use Sawyer Permethrin. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical, lightweight water filters at Sawyer.com.
0: Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you.
2: Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops in Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com slash conservation.
5: So, so, Paul, I got to take a, uh, I got to take a tour of the warehouse. And it was so cool to see the the detail and the care that went into
3: making every bullet.
5: It really was
3: yeah. a cool experience. That is pretty <laughs> neat. Uh, so I don't, in Ohio, we're like a, a deer hunting straight wall cartridge rifles only. And we just got those maybe like 2015, 2016, something like that. So I get, I get jealous of, People like Chase and and you guys that get to hunt with with the big kid. <laughs> I don't want to say kid with the big <laughs> with the big bore rifles. I guess because know, yeah, we're stuck using three fifty legends and and, and Bush four fifty Bushmasters, and they do the job right. But I mean, it's not cool, right? Let's just be honest. Like a three. <laughs> so, how, like one of the things that I I found just fascinating is like ballistic charts. And so when we, when we got those, I, I just last couple of years, I'm like, yeah, I'll probably I'll start hunting with a, a 350 legend and start reading those chase like you, you hunt with a rifle, right? Or are you just bow only?
5: No, I'm, I'm bow and
3: rifle. So in the whitetail world, what, well, like, how do you pick the, 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 the caliber of rifle that you want to use?
5: so oddly enough actually before i met john and maddie um, about seven or eight years ago i was going out to the nail and i was shooting a 270 at the time and i shot it at a deer shot under it twice and come back and wanted something a little bigger Um, ended up buying a 28 nosler and i have loved that gun ever since Absolutely loved it. It is great for all game. um Obviously now I got some friends that can help me get some bullets, so that helps.
3: <laughs> there you go. Twenty-eight 20 nazar I don't even. I don't know what that is. I have no idea. I'm on it's your website beast. right now looking for it. Is it really? All right. Well, it's, it's, a, a, oh, there we go, $20. it's a seven Nos.
4: It's a seven mag. Okay. On steroids. Yep. It has a case capacity larger than a three hundred PRC, but it shoots a seven mm bullet. It's
3: Man. moving. That'll that'll do it. I, yeah. I I I and like every hunter in Ohio, we get so frustrated when you, you go over the river to West Virginia rifles, Kentucky rifles, Indiana rifles, Michigan rifles, Pennsylvania rifles, <laughs> and it's just like we have like a third of the state is just as flat as a pancake. So I don't know if that's the that's the reasoning, but I don't know. One of these days, I'm going to be buying a 28 Nosler chase, and we're gonna put some hurting on some whitetails here here in Ohio. So hey, let's um, do it, brother. yeah.
6: Well, and maybe so,
4: someday we'll have a straight wall cartridge.
6: Yeah. We talked about it. It's funny. You don't know what a 28 is when we brought the 350 legend bullet out into one of our innovation meetings about, and nobody knew what it was. They thought it was like a pistol round. I'm like, <laughs> Nope, this is a rifle round that lots of States actually have to use. It's a, it's a requirement. We could, we could sell this in certain <laughs> like, states. I don't know what this is. People are looking at it. Like they'd never seen a, a pistol around that big it was pretty it was awesome <laughs> yeah they,
3: they've they've really grown in popularity here uh here here in the state so um just
6: can't you use a that instead of a muzzle loader in some states
3: yeah we yeah we can we have like a muzzle loader you can use it during any firearm season here in ohio a muzzle loader and then we have like specific muzzle loading seasons um muzzle loader only like first week of January we have a muzzle loader season we used to have one in mid-october which was really cool um, but people got all worked up because it was like right before the rut and you'd have I mean the woods would be absolutely packed I mean you'd have way more people in the woods that was than was deemed necessary I guess so they they did that for like two or three years and like mm, nope not happening because um, it was one of like the earliest gun seasons for uh, like in one of the big buck northern states so yeah i got real it got real wild but yeah the 350s they they have they have grown in popularity i mean i i've had i've had personal experience with it um good and bad you know you talk about having to put you know more than one round in an animal you know when you think you you put a good shot on it um it's and it's just it's, we've all done it i mean it's just it's just frustrating but i mean that is a pretty pretty light round um for, for some big whitetails, So yeah, it'd be interesting to see what you guys come up with. You'll come up what's with the, something and then we'll be able to hunt with large bore rifles. That's yeah. what will happen.
6: We're such white tail rookies. We really are. So I need to know like, what's the biggest white tail you've shot?
3: The biggest one that I've shot. Um, the biggest one I shot was uh a ten point and it was just like over one fifty, 150, like one fifty five, one sixty, something like that. So yeah, I mean it was a good deer. I, it's hanging up on my wall and in, in, in the uh in my living room upstairs. So that's the biggest one. I've got a couple other ones. that they're my my office is in repair and I've got a bunch of I was gonna like skull cap them. and then I never I just never did it. I just cut the antlers off and I am not a big deer hunter, I'm gonna be honest with you. I like it just because I like to eat them. But when it comes to like, I just, I like to Turkey hunt and I like to duck hunt deer hunting. I'm just like, I'm like the, but I do it. I do it every year. I bow hunt, I gun hunt, but it's just like, I'm not, um, I'm not into like the, I want to get it over with as fast as I can. Chase is like, Oh God, this guy. I'm like, I hate to break it to you brother, but I'm
5: not going to miss a day of season,
3: man. I, yeah, I, I, I don't put a lot of stock in it. I mean, I do it because I do enjoy it, but when it comes to like trophy whitetails, I'm not the guy. I don't care. Talk about turkey hunting. I'll do that every day of the year that I can during the season. So yeah, I'm like the worst deer hunter in Ohio. <laughs> so. You know what? That's,
6: it's awesome that you can actually say that out loud because mm-hmm. some of the worst deer hunters I know think that they're, they're the best deer hunters on the planet. No. So no. that's a good thing.
3: No, I'll admit it. I mean, I like my, my rule for deer hunting, mature deer. That's it. That's the only rule I have. If it's, if it's a big mature buck and he's got like, you know, little tiny three pointers smoking them chase every day. I'm not even going to think about it. No, <laughs> my I season. that. Season's over. Get me yeah. out of here. Get me in the duck marsh. <laughs> I'm okay. gonna First, fill the freezer.
4: Duck hunting. That's fun it. Though.
3: Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. It's something I just got into probably like <laughs> five years ago. Um, it's been good. Chase's family's getting all getting all hyped up on him. We saw that Chase. Oh
5: no, I'm actually at my real estate broker's office today, so I was in. Oh, that's why I had to push us back. I apologize.
3: No, you're good. I thought it was like because my kids. I, I every podcast I do, I swear to you, I can hear my kids thumping around upstairs or banging on the door. I always put the cats outside. There's always some sort of interruption during a podcast. Wouldn't be right without. Yeah,
6: so, it's authentic. Um,
3: that's it, man. That's that's it. So the the ultimate gear package and hunt raffles so on the back end of that there are two pretty pretty neat hunts chase talk about those
5: so um got some good relationships uh with some outfitters across southeast obviously i knew uh, i talked to maddie we wanted to do two hunts obviously a deer hunt uh, since we've got a lot of deer hunting gear and then we had some target stuff. So I figured I would try to find both. Uh, the first one is woods and water lodge in South central Georgia. Um, they've been named best outfitter in Georgia, 2021, 22, uh, really good outfit, sweet lodge, um, great people. They're big supporters Then WTF, um, 100% donation. Um, so I, I, never say anything's, I never say anything's a guarantee kill, but this is about as close as you're going to get. Um, we are going to video the hunt. I hope, you know, Maddie or John or both of y'all can come and be a part of it around the campfire and, you know, watch the hunt. And uh, we are going to have Brian Godfrey come video, so um, somebody will have a memory of a lifetime with that. And then the other one is with small-town hunts in Kansas. Um I wish so bad I could win because that is 100, <laughs> 180 inch deer there. Oh my God. God. Yeah. I'm one of our, um, regional directors in Georgia is actually a broker for small town hunts. And he's the one who got me the hookup for this and every, he showed me pictures and I, my mouth's just watering, man. It's, it's unbelievable the deer they have out there. So it's going to be an awesome, uh, adventure for somebody.
3: That, that is, is awesome. Cool. I mean, Kansas, what a what a place to hunt white tails. No Kidding. Pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I think
6: next year we need thing. to do an elk hunt. That's what we need to give away for next year's turkey. Is we need oh. to get somebody up here to the mountains. I'll end up buying all the tickets, John. You'll get, get to run. come. You can come. And, you can come participate. But that, I think that there would be you go. Awesome to get. Uh, I mean, I just bought a harness, so I've never been in a tree stand and chase I, was i forgot his to his tell redams. you oh
5: did you not yeah. tell him that we're oh no, paul they're uh, they're flying into uh nashville they're gonna be close to you man they're flying in the national we're gonna I'm have no a no place kidding. in kentucky okay yeah they, yeah, they oh, do man, a lot i'm gonna more have to of, come uh, down yeah come see us they're more of a walking stalk i'm gonna stick them both in a yeah. tree
3: stand 20 foot up a tree and tell them to sit there still. you go <laughs> so that's that's my biggest complaint with deer hunting is just hanging from a tree i just like God, I hate this. Like i just like, I just want to get up and walk around. I'm, you know, I, I, I your, did. You guys buy saddles? What do you What do you guys get for for hanging?
5: So we've got hang on stands already in place. I okay. so just for obvious, you know, safety and liability reasons. They're going to wear a harness, so... I got mine. So I, I, I didn't keep even know out. what a saddle was until about two weeks
6: ago.
4: I'm going to, like, hang it from the rafters in my barn or something and <laughs> practice drawing my
0: bow. You, you, you absolutely should, yeah.
6: Last year, and it didn't go that well, because... No,
0: really.
3: Drawing my like bow, that.
4: sitting down is just not really my thing, so I'm going to definitely need to practice.
3: It's,
2: I watched the guy...
3: It is. Yeah, I watched the guy turkey hunting, sitting down against a tree, like, drew his bow back on on the ground, like turkey hunting. Uh, that's amazing. There's zero chance that I would, I would be able to, <laughs> I'd be able to do that quietly. Yeah. Maybe with my daughter's way. bow. I don't,
6: yeah. I don't know if I just like
4: use my legs to help me draw my bow or what. I just need to get stronger.
3: <laughs> yeah. And I don't, John, I don't know. You, you look like you're a pretty big guy. I'm almost six, three. And, and uh, I'll tell you what, man, I hunted out of a saddle for the first time three seasons ago change my change my perspective of being in a tree because like the climbers i would use those and and man I don't chase i'm sure you've used those at some point those things were tough they were they were tough to they were tough to use and but the saddles in the in the um i do i do like them they, you're gonna like and the hang-ons are pretty cool too so you just you, you feel like you're in a tree but you've got you got move, room to move if that makes any sense. So, so comfortable, too. Yeah, yeah. comfortable. Yeah, nice. like
6: I'm it. actually hunting elk out of a tree stand this year, and I just got my first tree stand from Novix. and I was looking at the instructions, and I'm like, How am I going to get the tree stand up? I got to climb up these two ladders that are the size of this water bottle, and right. you know, 230 pounds at 20 feet in the air trying to do stuff that like an acrobat I can't imagine it going no. that well so I might no you're gonna house. be yeah you, yeah
3: no you'll, be, you'll you'll be all right is, elk hunting from a tree stand or like is that is that a thing is that is that popular
4: it's a way to be very successful
6: I've never done it before yeah. usually it's just called spot and stock with our guys, okay. but I um I just have a spot this year that it's just an awesome spot that there's just lots of elk on this water and um so we're just gonna try it. It's over just the counter public this year. So it's wow, okay. the only it's the only option I have to beat the the masses.
4: That's yeah. where they're really successful is over water or if you can find a wallow that the the bulls are coming in and using. That's where and then you don't just you're not disrupting their natural movement patterns. So they're kind of just doing their thing.
3: Yeah,
6: I'll text you both a photo right now since you're we're on a text string of this elk that Maddie and I Maddie baseball. actually knew about him before I even showed her the photo. <laughs> this is where he starts making
5: us jealous, Paul, right here. This thing This is it. He's a toad.
4: Yeah, he's a big boy
3: can't wait to see this. I, I, the only elk that I've seen in real life, um, and this is going to sound absurd, is it land between the lakes in Tennessee and Kentucky? There's like a like a fenced in game preserve and they've got elk and bison in there. That's the only elk I've seen in real life. Wow. So I was actually uh, yeah. when I was targeting, and I actually saw two
5: young bulls. Uh, what is was it, the Ochoco. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw two out there. I thought that was
3: so cool.
4: That is cool. Yeah. They're so pretty.
3: They're huge. Yeah, I can't get over how big they are. And the ones yeah. that I saw that, well, they weren't even, I mean, they were just cow because They weren't even, yeah. weren't even big bulls.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. So back to the gear package that we're doing, I mean, $20,000, worth of gear and hunts like that's kind of unheard of for a gear package so it's pretty cool that we're doing that i've seen just in the last couple weeks like instagram packages that have lots of traction and it's like six thousand dollars worth of gear eight thousand dollars worth of gear and i'm like we have 20 which is pretty cool but so when it comes and it's not necessarily a giveaway right it's a raffle so people are buying memberships to raise money for you guys can you speak a little bit towards what that money goes to and how that money helps you guys
3: Paul, do you want to take this one? Or you want me too So you my internet was funking out there. I I heard the the package and then, and then how it helps you guys. You want to talk about the money, like how yeah. money we raise is that?
4: Yeah. Okay.
3: So, yeah. We, so, so our, I'll ahead. do the
5: Southeast initiative and then you can kind of take the West or whatever, Paul. Uh, we just unveiled our Habitat for the Hatch, which is a Southeast initiative. Um, we're targeting nine or ten states in the Southeast uh, for habitat research. I think $9 million are about to hit the ground, um, mm-hmm. which is the biggest or the largest investment that we've ever put into research and habitat enhancement in the country. So, you know, part of that money is going to go to fund this. Um, we've got a ton of different programs that we do, too, that uh, Wheeling Sportsman program that's getting disabled, the opportunity to go hunt. We've got a lot of R3 um Programs, which is getting youth or jakes out into the outdoors. Uh, obviously, we've got education aspects of it, where you know we're funding scholarships. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things. The main thing, obviously, is you know habitat and research towards the wild turkey. But there is
3: a huge aspect of what we do. Yeah, and and for for people that you know that are that are out west, so the. You know, the impacts that that i think that people will probably care about most out west uh, we talked about you know the turkey being a keystone species and waterways for wildlife is one of the the biggest initiatives that we've had been going for a while and that's just um you know improving riparian uh you know habitat areas and improve improving like the you know the the vegetation on the side of those streams to to improve water you know water quality and 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 you get rid of sediment. And, and I mean, that's the, like, that's the, the number one thing for all wildlife, right. Is, is water. That's the number mm-hmm. one, the number one thing. So that's the big one out, out West. The, um, the NWTF just signed a, a 20 year, 20 year, $50 million uh, service agreement with us Fish and or us forestry service. And so, so the NWTF is the largest buyer of timber in the entire country. Um, wow. So, you know, you know, for out west, and we don't really have this issue in Ohio and in Alabama. When we talk about wildfires and the impacts to not just wildlife but to, to to humans, and a lot of that is is poor, um, you know, timber management. Over, over decades or just uh, not enough timber management so you know, we're very active in in you know wildfire remediation work out there you know out west and, and then you know chase like you talked about so it's, it's 18 states the new habitat for the hatch initiatives 18 states across the southeast so that's um, you know like you like you said nine million dollars for, for wild Turkey research across those, those States. So that's really neat. It's neat to be part of an organization. It's neat to be, um, you know, kind of sit back and watch the members and volunteers and how they work to, to move things you know, to move the mission of this organization forward, it's really it's really neat to be a part of that, um, and it's it's your know, partners like Nosler, you know that that we can continue to do the work that that we do in this organization and have the impacts that we do. So, Maddie, thank you for being the only one that wants to talk about that, and not talk about Elk Hunting for bringing us back to. <laughs> back to I the love ground. talking about Elk I <laughs> love
4: it, but I'm like this package yeah. is really exciting. It's this is one of the biggest giveaway packages we've done, and. The most, I would say, impactful working with you guys, it's it's really neat neat to me. And yeah. just like a plug so. for anyone that's listening, we're running this through September 15th. So anyone can go enter. And yeah. uh, our it, goal is to you know, raise, raise, what, $60,000 for you guys? That's our goal. Yeah.
1: So.
6: Right. And Chase, can you guys speak to, for us, elk hunters out here on the West Coast, besides um, participating in the raffle, what else can our customers do that you know, the guys in Montana talked about the turkeys are just, eh, but really do want to support other hunters in different States and support other sportsmen. How can we help, um, the Turkey foundation become more successful with your guys' mission?
3: Paul, do you want to take that or you may get it? Yeah. So I think anytime that, that when, when, Is a, is a group, right? So it's, it's hunters, it's the organization, it's, it's corporations that make the products and sell the products that we all use. That's a partnership, right? And so, you know, we talked about raising $60,000 and you guys are obviously you're you're selling fire, you're selling ammunition. You are a part of the Pittman Robertson act. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about the match that we have across this country, so it's five to one, that's our average, right? So every dollar that we raise, we can match through uh, your state or your local, uh, excuse me, federal state dollars uh, match. We've got some private dollars that that match when we when we talk about funds that we raise. So $60,000 is your goal. You apply the five to one average match. It's $300,000. So when you talk about impact that, that, that our members are going to have because of your generosity, that's huge. $300,000 impact. You know, that's, that's a, that's, that's an impact that I mean uh, goes for years. Right. And we talk about generational, um, you know, wildlife impact and conservation work. And that's that's pretty cool. I think I think the biggest thing, you know, for our organization that people don't understand is is memberships matter. Right. And it's that's not just exactly 35.
5: where I was going to go with the next one. Yeah. Yes. So the memberships yeah. guys go um, take it man. Um, we have had just from y'all blasting out through your email blast, posting on your Facebook page. I, I keep a pretty good eye on who buys tickets. I mean, we've had so many new members, you know, obviously the more members we have, the stronger vote we have in Washington and, and gun rights and et cetera. But, um, we've had so many new members buy just from seeing them on your Facebook page or email blast. Um, and we've actually had a lot of members renew that, you know, haven't been members in two or three years with us, but we've still got their email. So we've still sent it out to them and they've renewed, which is new membership dollars for us building our membership base. um, so it's just awesome to see all those people come back and, and get excited over such a great raffle.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
5: I
6: want to remind everybody when they're looking at that raffle and looking at the amazing amount of prizes that really Maddie and her team has hustled for. It's been pretty awesome to watch. But yeah. we didn't just call those folks and say, hey, you want some white sale market. It definitely is an appealing part of the process. But we've developed, like we talked about earlier, these relationships with some of these companies and the companies that are in this. With us, just like with you guys, they really do care about conservation. And they are the companies that put their money where their mouth is. And for me, that is the most important. And that's why they're easy to call on. They'll call on us for their conservation projects, for their giveaways, for their fundraisers, their raffles, stuff that is really important and is outside the sporting world. And we're the first one to try to give to them as well. So make sure you take a look at the sponsors. And if you've never heard of them, look them up. Because there's some companies on there that, you know, maybe in Florida, you haven't heard about Montana Knife Company or you haven't heard about Seekin's Precision. You know, the Yetis on there, the guys that are awesome. They're still humans that we had to talk to that are wonderful people that had to go up the chain and still get permission. And every brand on there, big or small, had a lot to do with this. And we're just proud to be associated with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: it's it's extensive when you roll through <laughs> and look at the list. I mean, it's it's pretty. Chase, how many tickets are we going to sell? Right. How many? Did I buy all of them? And, you know, I had to see. Are we allowed are to you, buy them?
4: No, we're not. Oh, an, I put to it say, in the rules. No. None of us right are allowed to win. I
5: started reading the rules. And I'm like, this kills me, Maddie. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um,
3: my no, wife can buy all of these. I ain't Actually, of
4: it says it extends to family. Can't either. I'm sorry. So I, I had to put it in like the rules. On
3: top of everything, man. Maddie, we've, the only one who's uh, of the group here.
5: We've got over 100 and something new members that's bought in. Um, I don't know how many has renewed. Uh, we're well over, this is what I was telling Maddie the other day, we're well over $20,000 now. Our goal is 60000 but usually I've run raffles since I've been here four years now. Usually the last 10 days is when everybody buys their their tickets. So I guess, you know, we're all procrastinating. There's a sense of urgency there. Yeah, once I start putting out and once you guys start putting out, hey, we got seven days left to buy the ticket sales, my email just blows up. Um, but to be $20,000 in already and we're what, a month into it? Or not even a month oh, into not it? Not even a month. Yeah, that's so it's great. pretty impressive because I'm I'm really expecting, you know, the last 10 days to blow up.
3: Yeah, especially with our partners starting
6: to push it because I know that they have a lot of plans to push the last mm-hmm. week.
3: So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, man, that's, that's pretty cool. So John and Maddie, tell, tell people listening to this podcast where they can find Nosler online, where they can find Nosler on uh, social media.
4: Yeah. Online nosler.com on social media where Nosler Inc. No punctuation. Um A lot of times we're doing giveaways and these raffles and type things. uh, We get fake accounts that like to, pose as us so don't fall for any spam it's nosler inc um n-o-s-l-e-r-i-n-c so um that's where you can find us and that's where we we post all our content across youtube twitter facebook and instagram
3: and they do post some really important contacts
4: thank you all they do
3: yeah no i appreciate that Yeah. Good stuff. I I'm, I'm thankful for your, for your partnership with uh, with national Wild Turkey federation and, and and what you guys are doing as a company and, you know, for this organization for the wild Turkey and for hunters and, and just really for conservation across this country. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty neat. Keep it up. Let us know how we can, how we can help you as well. So.
6: Yeah, We're absolutely. Just glad to have you guys in our corner i mean yeah. the more friends we have that are like-minded the better off we're all going to be so
3: i'll come out to oregon let's hop on some of that store next gear john see how i do see mm-hmm. if i see if oregon is better to me than montana
6: i'm i'm in we go to montana a lot but we can meet either place i'm just not meeting that am <laughs>
3: tough man those guys what a place <laughs> it's pretty what a place. yeah it is it's really neat so all right well thank you both uh appreciate your time and uh we'll be in touch hopefully okay. tell me that uh, that i won the package or my my neighbor
4: my neighbor, Your neighbor, my neighbor
3: james so i've never talked to him hey man i need you to, to apply yeah. for this this well yeah. if you do talk to him see if we can buy maddie and i one too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go. good stuff thank you guys thanks guys. Thank it was
5: great to see y'all see you in a couple weeks yes Sounds sir good, chase. all right see you chase see you, bud.
0: Hey y'all, I'm Jason Hart, founder of Nomad Hunting Clothing. At Nomad, we're bringing simplicity and authenticity back to hunting. Whether you hunt to escape your hectic work life, for locally sourced organic meat, or to socialize with friends, to uphold your favorite family traditions, we're with you and we do the same. At Nomad, we understand your gears and investments, so our products are engineered and priced for every hunter, tested in the real world, and designed to last. Hunting is in all of us. Nomad is with you.
1: Hey guys, this is Aaron with The Hunting Public. Each spring, we head to the woods chasing turkeys, and one overlooked product that we use religiously is Sawyer permethrin. We've used it for years to keep ticks off of us, and it's worked extremely well. We don't like messing around with Lyme disease, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, anything like that, so I would highly recommend if you're a spring turkey hunter spending any time in warmer climates in the outdoors to use Sawyer permethrin. Learn about their advanced insect repellents and family of technical, lightweight water filters at sawyer.com.
2: Under the visionary leadership of founder Johnny Morris, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's is leading North America's largest conservation movement. Their partnership with the National Wild Turkey Federation is a match made in heaven for hunters across America. The Save the Habitat, Save the Hunt initiative continues to be a resounding success, with more than $6 million provided for conserving wildlife habitat, recruiting more hunters, and opening more access to hundreds of thousands of acres across the nation. To learn more, go to BassPro.com conservation.